Another week of Try Talk SA, and it's been just over a week since Iron Man Kona. And uh, yeah, what an amazing, amazing chat with James Cunnamer last week. Thank you so much for all the kind words and uh, all the messages about that episode. Really, really well received. And thanks to James as well for taking the time to chat to us after his great performance uh, at the Ironman World Championships. This week, we're chatting a little bit more about it, actually. I managed to touch base with Kyle Buckingham uh, once he was back on South African soil. Kyle finished 16th overall and was the first age grouper home. He won his age group. He broke the age group world record record as well chatted to him a little bit about that too and then i spoke to him quite a bit about him turning pro next year uh, and yeah looking forward to a showdown between him and james uh, two pe boys uh, in port elizabeth next year for ironman south africa it should be a great race if you are going down there and talking of ironman south africa it's october and entries have sold out uh if you've missed out uh yeah horrible and i know exactly how that feels because i've missed out I uh, was thinking, oh, no, I'll wait like I normally do an intro in January when I've got a bit more cash. Uh, and what happens? I go and miss out. So I haven't got an entry. I'm proper, proper, proper bleak. I'm on the waiting list. I think I'm 346th. Uh, so, yeah, I'm hoping uh, that uh, the 345 people before me uh, decide not to take up an entry and it rolls down <laughs> far enough so that I can pick one up. Because, uh, yeah, it'll be the first time in a while that I haven't been down there. And, so, yeah, I don't want that to happen. So, uh, yeah, hold thumbs for me that I do manage to get an entry uh, into Ironman South Africa. It'll be really, really horrible if I don't manage to to get it right. Also on this week's show, uh, I caught up with uh, Cape Tony and Mornay Boerter who has done a couple of full Ironmans. Uh, He raced this past weekend at the Slunghook Triathlon, and it was a year ago exactly that Monet ruptured his Achilles tendon. And I spoke to him uh, a little bit about that process of coming back and having to start over uh, basically from scratch and then building up and once again a year later going full circle and completing Slunghook again. So a pretty cool journey. And if you're struggling with an injury and battling to come back, uh, hopefully Mornay's journey will inspire you to keep going and keep that discipline of just really going slowly and building up slowly so you don't go and do more damage. So that's coming up on this week's show too. As always, uh, I need to ask you a huge favor. If you do listen to this uh, podcast uh, on the iTunes platform, if I could ask you, if you wouldn't mind, to to please just go and uh, leave us a review. You can leave us a star rating or a review uh, on iTunes. And what that does is it helps other people find this podcast on iTunes. And it just makes their life and my life a little bit easier because a lot of work goes into these things. And obviously, the more people I can have listening, the better it is for the business I'm trying to build and also better for the sport of triathlon here in South Africa. So if you could do that, I would really appreciate it. And I'll make you a deal. If you leave me uh, a review, I'll read it out on the show next week uh, and let people know what you had to say about Try Talk SA. So if you could do that for me, I'd be really appreciative. Uh, as always, if you'd like to be in touch, you can tweet us at Try Talk SA. You can also email me podcast at trytalksa.co.za or pop onto our Facebook page as well. Uh, you can just go to facebook.com forward slash trytalksa. Some pretty exciting things coming up on the website as well. Uh, in the next few weeks looking forward to that so make sure you go check it out as well Uh, all the details are in the show notes for this episode of try talk so As I mentioned in the intro of this week's episode, chatting to Kyle Buckingham uh, soon after he landed back in SA after his superb performance in Kona. 16th overall, first age grouper, uh, and breaking, smashing the world record as well in the age group. Uh, Kyle Buckingham, it's uh, brilliant to welcome you onto the show. Thanks for chatting to us today. You must be super stoked with your result. 
Yeah, I'm over the moon. Over, absolutely over the moon with my Kona result. Obviously, it was a uh, was a lot of hard work, um, as as always. But uh, yeah, I'm so happy I pulled it through and finished the the year off and my amateur amateur career um, on a good note. Kyle, it's, I mean, you talk about finishing the year off. You've had a, a blimmin' good year as well. I mean, if you take 70.3 world champs into account as well and, and Ironman South Africa plus the other races you've done this season, it's probably been the best best season you've ever had. Yeah, no, it has been amazing. I've had seven races and uh, it all started off with um, with uh, Ironman South Africa, well, the half. Um, at the, at, in East London, and then I had a great resa- result in Abu Dhabi, um, and then I went to Africa, and then I did Norway, which I came fourth at, and then I did Boston, which I came fourth at as well, and then yeah, and then Vegas and Kona. So it was an amazing year. Yeah, I mean, a great way to top things off from a from an amateur point of view, and and you mentioned the hard work that that's gone into it, but. I'm sure you you probably know it that the hard work starts now. Racing pro on on that circuit, there there's some phenomenal athletes out there. And uh, I mean, looking ahead, what what's your 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 goal? Are you taking a bit of time off now, or are you working straight through and and going to hit next year with a big stick? Yeah, I'm I'm having about about three weeks off. I'm just uh, having some chill time. Um, I'm organizing. We're organizing a wedding. I'm getting married after after the race in April. So yeah, I'm just having some chill time and uh, put my feet up and uh, yeah, just take my mind off off uh, triathlon just a little bit and and do some do some other stuff for my sponsors and uh, yeah and yeah just have just relax. I mean, you talk about taking your mind off triathlon is is pretty intense. Uh, there's there's I mean, it's three disciplines you're basically training for. It's one thing if you are an elite runner or an elite cyclist. But you, you basically need to be on the top of your game on all three. We chatted to James Cunnamer last week, and he said that there, there's no room anymore to, to have a, a weak discipline. You have to be the best at all three if you want to win this thing. Uh, how important is taking a bit of time off after a, a hard race and a hard season like you've just had? Yeah, I, I think it's very important. I mean, uh, like you can't pound your body. Uh, you can't pound your body every, all the time. And that's why I just listen to my body and... You know, the, the training was very intense for, for Kona and I, I was, uh, very lucky and very fortunate that I actually didn't get an injury. Um, you know, but besides that, I do stretch a lot and I, and I do, do other things. But I mean, I definitely think that you should, uh, take some time off, pick some weight up and, and then, yeah, and then just be hungry to come back, come back at it. I'm so, I'm so glad you say pick some weight up because uh, I, I'm feeling like Miss Piggy at a way less convention. I've picked up so much weight since I man and comrades this year. So you're making me feel a lot better <laughs> about myself, Carl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Carl, t- tell us a little bit about the race. I mean, you, you've I was tracking it online and, and just, I mean, you had a lot of pressure going in into the race with a lot of people expecting you to do really well off the back of, of Vegas. Whereas someone like James, yes, we wanted him to do well, but there wasn't really that much pressure on him, I don't think. Uh, I mean, he probably wanted to go out there and, and try and win the thing, which, I mean, all of you guys do. You don't go out there to make up the numbers. But I think from your perspective, because of what you've done in the age group ranks here and globally this year, a lot of people had, had eyes on you. How difficult was it to deal with that pressure? You know, um, there was a little bit of, uh, there was a little bit of uh, pressure 
because uh, I really wanted to. Um, everyone was like, uh, and I was thinking, I've really got to win. I've got to try and win my my age group in Kona before I go pro. And you know, that's that's how I wanted to end my my amateur career was to to win my age group and go pro. But you know, the last week I actually didn't. Funny enough, I didn't have any pressure. You know, like I knew that the the work that I had put in was um, I was confident with that work that I did. And and even in the morning of the race, I wasn't even I wasn't even nervous. I was so excited to to actually race, and um, and I knew that everything I had done is had had uh, done to my absolute hundred hundred and fifty percent, you know. Um, so after a great result in um, in Ironman South Africa, um, the uh, for Kona, I just. I just focused on my own race and I and I paced my own race. I didn't actually worry about anybody else. I, I but I think I went a bit too hard on the bike ride. But yeah, I just wanted to do my own race. And, and you, it you, ended up going well. You talk about the hard work you've put in. You've been working with with Raynaud. Uh How's how's that been for you? I mean, has, has that made a major major difference? I mean, we've had a, a few people who is coaching on the show and they just sing his praises. Tell us about. I mean, he's he's a world class athlete in his own right, and 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 just from a coaching perspective, uh, is he the guy? Uh, Reynard has been, um, yeah, Reynard is amazing. I mean, he's done he's had a phenomenal career, and uh, he's won a lot of Ironmans. And like from my perspective, uh, there's no one better, you know, to kind of coach you uh, than than Reynard, so especially in South Africa. I mean, why not have Reynard sitting as your coach and I just, I just think from, from his input and and just what he tells you, I just, I'm so motivated uh, to just train, train with him. Um, and you know, we've got, we do track sessions every week, and you know, he's always there. And you know, you always want to do your best because what he's done has been, and just watching him when he used to race, it just, it just makes you like want to do better, you know. It must be pretty cool. I mean, you look at someone like Reynard, who who's like you've mentioned, he's won multiple, multiple Ironmans. And for someone like you, who's who's basically you starting off your pro career now, uh, it must be yeah. a cool place to be where you can pick someone like that mind who who's who's got the winning habit because that a lot of it is is or that's probably got a lot to do with it is is knowing how to win. I mean, if you look at that top level uh, of the elite field, everyone's got talent. There's, there's no denying yeah. that everyone's got talent, but does everyone have what it takes to win? That's probably the big question. And hanging out with someone like Reynard is, is probably pretty cool to, to sort of settle your mind and you can ask him questions and bounce things off him. Am I, am I right in saying that? Yes, yeah, no, definitely. I see him, you know, I see him like maybe three or four times a week and I always, I always get little snippets of information, you know, and, uh, you would always you would tell me, okay, you're gonna go to Kona, you're gonna ride this this much watts, and you stick to your own game plan, and then you know, and then so he always gives you a lot of uh, a lot of uh, information, and uh, yeah. Carl, tell me, let's just go back a bit. I mean, how did your journey into triathlon start? Um, I was actually. Um, and I was actually okay. Well, I was a surfer from the ages of like 14 to about 20. When I moved over to the UK, I moved over to London. And when I moved over to London, I got um, got qualified as an electrician. 
And so I started to work in London as an electrician and until uh, at about the ages of 24, I moved into a house share and, um, and a guy was actually training my, my good friend here in Cape Town, Damon Paulson, and he was uh, training for a, an Ironman. And I thought, you know, this looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to, I want to buy a bike and, and start training. So he did the, the UK Ironman and he's also done the, the Ironman, South Africa Ironman. And I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to also do one. But I didn't actually do any triathlons or any running races um, or any cycle races at all. My first triathlon was Ironman in um, in 2009 in South Africa. That was my first marathon or any any race of any sort. You know, I only uh, I did do uh, life saving when I was young, but I was a youngster and for only a year. And but I just surfed and I surfed around the world when I was 21 years old. I just packed my bags and I traveled around the world on my own for 11 months and just surfed uh, all the amazing waves. And then, yeah, and he started triathlon at uh, 25. That's amazing. Carl, that, that first Ironman that you did in South Africa, how did that one go? It, it actually, you know, it went, it went very good, but I remember that 2009 was very hot. It was, I think it was like 37 degrees or 36 degrees. But um, I did 10.29. So yeah, it was uh, not a bad result for my first, and um, and then ever since then, afterwards, it was my race. My race results just got better and better and better. And the year after, I took off an hour five minutes in 2010, which I qualified for Kona, but didn't end up actually going because I had to uh, had some other plans. And then um, and then and then I did the following year. I did uh, South Africa again, but I had two punctures at my first 30 days. And uh, my race was just over. I, I think I felt a bit sick as well. And then I had all this fitness um, that I had accumulated while training. So I, I had to do another Ironman. And I entered in Germany in Regensburg and did 8:56 and came seventh. Then I knew like I could really, I could really give this a go. You now I could really make something out of this. So ever since then, it's just been incredible. My race results have just been better and better. Kyle, I'm, I'm blown away that you, you basically started in the sport at 25 and you, your first Ironman was a sub-10.30. Uh, and, and yeah, it's yeah. just, I mean, you, your, your result in Kona, this, I mean, breaking that, that age group world record, it's one thing winning it, but knowing that you've been the fastest age grouper ever on that course, yeah. I mean, that must be yeah. mind-boggling. I mean, how does that feel? No, that was, that was amazing. I mean, I did see the guy. I do, I do know him quite well, uh, Trevor Delta. He's... Um, He's done Ironman South Africa a few times, and last year I saw him. He was he 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 went pro last year, and he entered in. He was he qualified for Kona last year, and I saw him there, and I said to him, "Cool, I said, you know, one day I really want to break your record because <laughs> it's really it's it's inspiring." And uh, he he just laughed, you know, because it was it's such a. It's, I mean, he ran a two fifty two marathon that year, and uh, and then when I got, I mean, I knew I wanted to break it. You know, and I knew we're about halfway on the bike when I was leading the bike ride. I knew, yes, uh, it was a really good day. You know, it was a really fast day, really good conditions. And I thought, wow, you, I could really do this because I know I'm capable of running a sub three hour marathon. And then when I came out of the energy lab and I had about 10 kilometers, 12 kilometers left, um, I really had to push the pace because I was still running four tens. Even though I was really fatigued, I was still running four, five, four tens per kilometer. 
And then when I got to the top of Polani, and I had two kilometers to go, my my watch said um, 8.28 or 8.27. And I knew I've only got two k's left to go, even if I run, you know, I'm going to run five minutes a kilometer or 4.30s. Um, I knew I had it, so I got to celebrate for the last like, eight minutes, seven minutes. So it, was, it was really good. Talk me through those those that, that last two k's and and in particular then running onto the onto the carpet and that finish straight. Like what was going through your head at the time? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know when I when I got onto onto Hali Drive, well, when I got to the bottom of Pilani, there was some commentators there and they said, "Oh, this is your first amateur, um, Kyle Buckingham from South Africa." And then I really got to like you know throw my hands up and. And really start celebrating. And when I got onto a lead drive, people obviously had heard this is the first amateur coming through because of the announcing. And so when I came onto a lead drive, I felt, felt like I had one thing, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was, the crowd was really like going crazy. And then, uh, Liesl Stoltz, uh, Conrad Stoltz's, uh, wife handed me the South African flag. And, uh, and then, uh, I really got to, you know, um, really enjoy it. And and then when I got to the, the at the carpet, I um you know I was just I was full of joy. And then I got onto my knees, and then after my knees, I like kind of it was like a three step. You know I was standing up, and I got onto my knees, and then I just lay on the carpet, and I was totally gone. But you know it's a pity that Ironman didn't actually show me coming through. They were filming someone else, um, which is a little bit of a pity. But you know. You never know. You know, next year I might get some more coverage on on cameras or something. Yeah, it'll be amazing, Carl. I, I sit here listening to you describe that, and I've got goosebumps, mate. Like it's it's phenomenal, and 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 that's something. I mean, that's something no one can ever take away from you. That record probably will. I mean, records were made to be broken. That record someday will get broken. Yeah. But, but you've got that now, and it'll always be in the record books that you broke the record in 2013. Uh, and yeah. now the step up to to pro. Tell us, tell us about that. I mean, what's what's that going to take to 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 compete and and win at the top level? Um, you know, I definitely think it's going to change the dynamics of 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 my racing as an amateur. You know, I'm going to start with the professionals. You know, my swim wasn't the greatest in in Kona. I don't know what happened there because my swimming is normally okay. It's not, you know, I'm in South Africa. I think I swam 52 and a half, but that was a wetsuit. But I, I don't know what happened. I think I was in the in the wrong pack. I thought I was in I was swimming well, but I was in the wrong pack, and the other pack was ahead of me. But yeah, so my swimming I've got to work on a lot. And I think once once you're on the park, and you I know you always um you have ten meters apart from each other. Um, you still you know you're still gaining a little bit of advantage, and everybody's everybody's feeding off each other. Everybody has a turn. Each pro has a turn on the front for, I don't know, five to ten minutes. So it will definitely, I think I'll be, definitely be able to keep up, um, with the professionals on, uh, well, in South Africa on the bar. And I just got to work on my, more on my running. You know, I'd really like to run well. And, uh, I think running is my strength. Um, I, w- I would like it to be my strength. You know, I would like to be a Craig Alexander one day. <laughs> And uh, just blow people apart on the run, but uh, yeah, still, still got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and it's still still early days. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a great yeah. sort of rookie season. Uh, you, you talk about keeping up with the pros in South Africa. I'm taking it you you're going to make uh, you're going to make it back to to Ironman South Africa in April. Yes, yeah, I know definitely. I'm just getting my pro card sorted now, 
um, with Ironman. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my first pro race will be East London. And then I'll probably, I might do Abu Dhabi again. I've got a qualification slot back there. So I might, I might do Abu Dhabi again because I think it was a great preparation race for Ironman South Africa. Um, and then, yeah, South Africa in April. That's awesome, man. You, you know what? I, I mean, I said it to James last week as well. I said to him, it's about time we have a South African winner. And you know what would be awesome is you and James slugging it out at the 10th anniversary of, of Ironman SA. That would be an amazing, <laughs> amazing race to watch. Yeah, I know. It would be, be awesome. And, and, PE boys. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, how yeah, awesome would that be? Yeah, he is. And he was just yeah, saying, you were saying last week that he's never won his home race. So he's, he's dead keen to... To, to give it a good go next year, so I think that would be uh, yeah, that would no, be an amazing, amazing race to watch. Yeah, and he's he's in such an amazing shape, uh, James, at the moment. Uh, he had an incredible race in Kronach. Just can't believe it. Yeah, he's done very well. I, I mean, I chatted to him. Funnily enough, I chatted to him about you as well, and he was just saying how how good your race was. I, I think you both had, and, and from a South African perspective, I just think it was a great day out. I mean, Eddie Troutman finishing thirtieth as well. So, so I mean, three South yeah, Africans. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Three South Africans in the top yeah. 30, it bodes well. I mean, we've got some some great youngsters on the ITU circuit at the moment as well that are doing well. We've got two in the top 10. So South African triathlons just just doing really, really well at the moment. And, and you yeah. guys are flying the flag. Yeah, I mean, I think we had five. Uh, there was probably maybe about six of us from Reynolds Tissing's Coaching Academy that we've all like done like 30 minutes or 45 minutes better than Ironman South Africa. So, I mean, yeah, we, we've all had an amazing race. We all had a really good race, and I mean, James and I did get to like celebrate at the after party, and uh, yeah, so it was awesome. I mean, yeah, we had a great, great race. Fab, Carl, I won't keep you much longer. I know you've you've got a meeting to get to. I appreciate your time, and I look forward to just staying in touch and 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 seeing how your your sort of transition from amateur to pro goes. I'm sure it's going to go phenomenally well, and and I want to wish you luck on your rookie year and and the rest of your career as uh, as a professional. Sure, thank you so in, in much, Brad. This week on Try Talk SA, this past weekend down in the Western Cape was uh, another of the great races on the calendar, the Slunghook Triathlon. Uh, and one of the guys who took part this weekend, and it's just so chuffed to see him back racing, uh, was Cape Tonian Monet Buita. Monet, welcome on to Try Talk SA. Thanks for chatting to us today, mate. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Before we get into your, your sort of journey and, and the last year that you've had, tell, tell me a little bit about the race this weekend. How did you go? Uh, the race was good. Um, comfortable swim, um, but awkward had my uh, Garmin kicked off uh, 200 meters into the swim, so uh, a quick stop to tuck that into the wetsuit. But uh, you know, once out the water, I'm uh, I'm always a lot happier. So uh, nice to get out on the bike, um, nice hilly course, and then uh, a very very sandy run, almost a bit extra like uh, in a way. So no tie at all, but uh, always a nice course. And and, um, and the conditions fairly fairly hot yesterday. Conditions were hot. There was no wind. Um, course goes through the vineyard. No shelter, no shade, um, nowhere to hide. Um, so I think we were sitting at plus 30 degrees. So uh, I felt uh, felt a bit sorry for the guys who started a bit later in the staggered start, as it was uh, it was very very hot as I was finishing at half past 10. How how big so, was the uh, field? How big was the field yesterday, Mona? Uh We had a 2,000 field, I believe. And also the race was completely sold out. So that's uh, 2,000 across three events. A uh, long mountain bike, a long road bike course, a long mountain bike course, and uh, a short mountain bike course. 
Gee, that's amazing. Oh. Eh? Just, I mean, triathlon in the Western Cape is just going from strength to strength. There's some great programs. When I chatted to Steve Atwell from Embark Tri uh, a couple of months ago, and, and I know they've got a cool program with a whole bunch of newbies that are, they're getting into the sport. But uh, in the Western Cape, triathlon is just, just flying at the moment, isn't it? I think, I think it is. Um, if I go back two years when uh, Slunghook first started, um, the guys and the ladies started off together. Last year, they split the guys and the ladies. And uh, this year, they split the guys into two age groups and split the ladies into two age groups. And then there was a group start for the older guys and older ladies after that. So five sets of road athletes versus everyone starting together two years ago. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's grown quite a bit. And you also just need to take a look at uh, the club gazebos popping up here on year. Um, at least two new clubs every year. So I think it's great for the sport. Yeah, it is great. And, and you know what? Western Cape, triathlon or western province triathlon is obviously doing something right uh because there is massive growth and i think maybe we need to chat to them on the show here just so the other sort of federations can see what they're doing because uh, i mean yeah it's growing up north and it's growing in kzn but it's definitely not growing like it's growing in 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 kzn and and, and a good example and and just triathlon in general i mean ironman south africa sold out in october can you believe it oh uh, that is uh yeah that is that is remarkable i remember both years i entered in jan um, for the two years that i did do it so to be entering in October with uh, six months to go is uh, is something scary and something new. So the guys obviously want to get in there. Tenth year is, I think a lot of people are hoping for something special. And I'm sure Ironman will put on the show that uh, that we're all looking for. Yeah, you, you talk about getting your entry in October. I've I've also only entered in January, the previous three that I've done. And guess who missed out? I did. So I'm not going back for number 10. I'm so bleak. It's actually not even funny. I, uh, I heard the waiting list was uh, was flying along quite nicely. Well, I'm, so, I'm uh, sitting at 346. I'm I'm eagerly looking at my 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 inbox, but nothing's come through yet, unfortunately. So, <laughs> wow, as so it, that is just remarkable. As it stands now, I'm not going to be in Port Elizabeth, but gee, by hook or by crook, I'm going to try and wangle something because I definitely want to be there for number ten. But Monet, let, let's talk about the last year you've had. You've you, you've come off a, a pretty pretty serious injury, and, and it's it's really timing-wise is really funny because it was basically today, a year ago, that you went and ruptured your Achilles. Uh, yes, it, uh, it was exactly a year ago um, that I went back and back and ruptured. Um, you know, in the end, I think I find myself slightly blessed that, uh, you know, even though it was under duress, that I basically had the opportunity to go back and start from scratch. So I don't think if you're training at an iron distance or whatever it is you're training for, I don't think many people have the discipline to say, okay, it's not working out for me. Let's start some overs. And, you know, so I basically found myself going back to after surgery and all the rehab, two minutes running, one minute walking, and not even making it out of the neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it takes a lot of patience, but uh, it's been a long year. Well, no, let's, talk, let's talk about the injury itself. Uh, I say it was a, a year to the day. It was the day after Slunghook last year. You raced last year, and then you were playing a bit of, of, of casual action cricket the day after, and, and you snapped the thing. Uh, yep, just, uh, just like that. Uh, funnily enough, I thought, uh, based on the impact, I thought someone had hit me from behind and actually tripped me as I set off to, uh, to run. And then uh, I had a moan at the umpire because he gave me a run out because, well, I was just lying there. <laughs> And uh, he said, nobody touched you. And I'm looking around. And, and then I got up. And then that's when I realized that, uh, you know, I didn't know at the time. But I had a suspicion because both my dad and my uncle had up to theirs playing squash. So I sort of knew what it was supposed to be like. And uh, I came around a couple of minutes later. Okay, there's a moral of the story here. Uh, squash and action cricket are no-nos if you want to race triathlons. Is that what you're saying? 
I I think so. I think the two uh, forces are quite different. But then again, you know, go go on a week and JP Dumoulin ruptured his. Yeah, exactly. Um, only a week after mine. So. Yeah, and and that wasn't even playing cricket. That was playing football. I think after yeah. a game. So it's very very funny. But Monet, you you talk about having to to go through surgery and then rehab and and basically starting from scratch. You you've done a couple of of eye distance triathlons. So it's not like you you were just pottering around. You you've done the long stuff. Talk me through that process of having to start again. It must be really frustrating. It, uh, it, is, it is quite a process. Um, so after surgery, I had uh, 12 weeks off. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a, a very good surgeon, and uh, he didn't put me in a cast. He sort of trusted that uh, you know, I'd be fairly disciplined. So from the start, I had a bit of mobility with just a splint on. Uh, most people go into a cast, I just had a splint. So I had access to my wound, and I was able to move my feet around a bit. And uh, as soon as I got the go-ahead there, I uh, went to go and see a physio in Howard Bay, Chris Allen, at Velocity Sports Lab. And uh, he basically looked after me very nicely for the next 12 weeks. Um, and, yeah, he took me through starting from scratch. Um, my running started off on a uh, Alter-G, which is an anti-gravity trainer, basically. So you run on the Alter-G, they reduce your body weight as you build yourself back up slowly until you're capable of running at, uh, at full weight. So I had, uh, I had a lot of help, and it's always useful to have access to people who know what they're doing. It's just a very long, long process. Well, Nate, talk, me, talk, talk to me about that, that, tri- that, uh, that treadmill as well. I've heard a lot about it. Funnily enough, you're the first person I'm chatting to that's ever used one of those things. And, and basically, in a nutshell, it, you can, you, you're in a harness, and it basically works on your body weight. So you can run at a certain percentage of your body weight, so you're not carrying full load. Is that right? That's correct, yes. So they harness you up, and uh, it actually forms a seal at your waist. And they then suck the air out um, like a vacuum um, from the lower half of your body. And then they can then reduce your weight um, up to a certain percentage and allow you to run it up to half of, uh, of your full body weight. Wow, that's, I mean, I've, I've read up quite a bit about those things. And, and, and I mean, I'm quite a big guy. I would love to get on one of those things just to be able to see how fast I could run 20Ks lighter than what I am now because I think that could motivate me to lose another 20Ks. <laughs> <laughs> I, believe, I believe a lot of the guys do. Uh, I mean, Velocity Sports Labs, they have, they've got a fair bit of uh, modern equipment. And, I mean, you can book a lot of these things out. So I know a lot of guys come there. They do speed training. Um, Ryan Sanders does his speed training there. Reynard as well. So they'll reduce their body weight and, I guess, run as fast as you can. No, I think I need to do that. Um, get next fast which muscles going and, yeah. Next time I'm down in Cape Town, I think I definitely need to pop by Velocity. It sounds, it sounds different it's amazing. Quite, it's, it's quite a novelty. Yeah, I think it'll be a good kick up the jack to get, get me to lose a bit more weight. But l- let's talk about you, you basically started running from scratch again and then slowly started building up. Uh, race-wise, what have you done? Was this your first race back since the injury? Uh, no, it's my second one. So uh, last uh, two weeks ago was... Uh, our season opener in Cape Town, which is basically Ken William Triathlon, um, which is just a sprint distance, and uh, that was also sold out. And that was basically the first one back um, for me. So that was also nice and uh, nice and comfortable. But at the moment, it's all about, you know, if you've been out for that long and you see how far other people have progressed, you just really want to get out there and, uh, and enjoy it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Tell, tell, me, tell me what it was, was like to, to sort of win that gun went and that Clan, Win, uh, Clan William won. Knowing that you're back, that this is it, and, and the hard work sort of obviously you need to take care of yourself that you don't go and do damage, but but you, you're back and you've built up and you've you've been patient and now now you're racing again. 
it's uh, it's a sign of, it's a sign of relief. Um, you know, it's uh, you've been away for a year and uh, all the nerves are back. I mean, you're always nervous for some reason whenever whenever you hit the start line of anything, and the swim having a swim involved in any race makes you more nervous than anything else. But uh, standing there, being amongst the people, everyone's excited, the nervous excitement, everybody wants to get going. It's just such a happy feeling to to know that, uh, you know, you put in a lot of effort to get back where you are. You're patient, you listen to people, you did what you were supposed to do. And uh, here you are 12 months later, and uh, you really just want to soak up every moment of the swim, choppy waters. You know, normally I'd, I'd have a bit of a moan that I'm swallowing water. On this occasion, I was just too happy to be to be out again. Oh, that is that is awesome. And then just looking ahead, you're obviously going back for Ironman South Africa, the 10th edition. What else have you got between now and then? Um, between now and then, I'm going back to Ironman. And then uh, I'd like to do half Ironman again. Um, and then, yeah, outside of triathlon, it's uh, jailbreak in December as, uh, as a bit of a taper to 70.3. And uh, and that's pretty much all that's, uh, that's on the triathlon front. Um I mean, I'd like to go back to Durban next year and do a last, uh, a last comrade for all time's sake. <laughs> Sucker for punishment much, Mona? Sucker for punishment, yes. <laughs> How many of those crazy things have you done now? I've, uh, I've just got two. Strangely enough, I managed to get my back-to-back on, uh, on a double down, and I actually don't have an up. Yet. Yet. <laughs> I love it. But you know what, Monet, that's a problem now because you've done two, you go and do three, and, and Comrades Runners will tell you three's halfway to ten. So then you sucked in for life, oh? <laughs> yeah, I think those numbers are those numbers are bad. Any motivation to get a blue or a green or any special award for any amount of races is just, yeah, they're evil. They suck you in and, you know, you just can't let go. Yeah, without a doubt. Anyway, Mornay, I'm so chuffed to see you back on the road and that you were racing this last weekend. Take care of that Achilles. Uh, and yeah, we'll definitely see you at uh, 70.3. Looking forward to that. And, and hold thumbs for me that I, I, I managed to roll down that uh, waiting list and I get myself uh, uh, an entry for full. Thank you very much, Brad. And uh, you have a good one. Hope to see you soon. Well, that's it for another week of Try Talk Essay. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. And uh, yeah, as always, if you'd like to be in touch, you can email me, podcast at trytalkessay.co.za if there's something you'd like me to know about. Uh, in your area, perhaps uh, you're involved in a triathlon club or you organize a race, please do be in touch. Uh, podcast at trytalkessay.co.za if you know of any inspiring stories too I love chatting to elite and uh, top age group of triathletes like Kyle Bucking but I also really enjoy sharing guys like Monet's story who've come back from really uh, bad injury or uh, have to overcome serious obstacles in order to take part in the sport of triathlon guys who work full-time for a living guys and girls who work full-time for a living uh, but manage to fit it all in because it's uh, not easy at times so hopefully Mornay's story inspired you and I'd love to share more of those with you as well so perhaps you've got a really inspiring story you'd like me to know about pop me an email podcast at trytalksa.co.za this coming weekend it is the 5150 in Ikuruleni the African champs looking forward to that one I'm not racing but going to be on the microphone with uh, the legendary Paul Kay.
Uh, definitely going to have tons of fun doing that. So if you are at the 5150 at Ukuruleni this coming weekend, please do pop by and say, how's it? Uh, would love to meet you and, uh, and just say hi uh, and yeah, just touch base. So do that uh, this coming Sunday in the east of Johannesburg. Until next week, as always, if you want to be in touch as well, you can on social media at TriTalkSA is where you can find us on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Just search for us. Uh, until then, from myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a brilliant week and we'll chat soon. Cheers.